The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners, where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to uplevel your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast. Well, I am feeling so good right now. July is such a fun month. I've got so much going on with regards to all the different work pieces that I'm playing with. So just to give you a bit of an update, I hope you care enough to listen. (laughs) So a little bit of update in my world. So basically I have added another mastermind to my service suite. And so I have two masterminds now. So I have the next level mastermind, which is for women who are earning above six figures. And then I have the elevate mastermind, which is, which is for women who are wanting to earn 10 K months consistently. And so I started the elevate mastermind, uh, two weeks ago now, and it has been Awesome. Just absolutely awesome so far. We've had two live sessions. I've started having the one-on-one private calls with half of the group. So I'm halfway through uh, the group. And then next week we have even more of them. And it's so beautiful to see the camaraderie and the community that's happening within the within the group as well, which is just awesome. So it's been so fun to bring that together and it's been so rewarding so far. So we're only two weeks in, which is amazing. Plus also with my next level mastermind, I have our next mastermind day coming up and I love, love, love getting together with my mastermind ladies. And, you know, I think in-person connection is just, it's never overrated. Like it is so worthwhile just to get together, feel like you're a part of something, have an opportunity to connect and have some great conversations. So this time it's a half day working environment. So a half day masterminding where we're getting together to focus on one specific area of each of their businesses to explore it and map it out and basically bring as much work to it as possible in the time frame that we have. Then we're going out for a delicious lunch at a beautiful restaurant in West End. And then we're heading to so bath house. So we're going to spend the afternoon soaking in the steam and the sauna and the cold plunges and the hot pools and the mineral pools. And then we're going to have a couple of drinks. It's going to be such a beautiful day. So I cannot wait. And plus then behind the scenes, I'm working on developing my team. I am expanding the team. I feel like it's time to expand that because, you know, there's lots going on. And then this month, I also have the Thrive Retreat. So heaps happening this month, which I just love. I love getting out of the house and doing these fun things. So that's why I always say, like, you need to create a business that you absolutely love, the one that you want to get out out of, out of bed for, because otherwise it's just not going to serve you and you'll end up just end up hating it and going back to a job. So think about what brings you the most joy in your job and make sure that you bring more of that to your business for sure. So today, today I want to talk to you about control, relinquishing control and leading more. So recently I had a client that I've been working with on her leadership skills. And also it's, it didn't start off with that, but we actually started exploring some of the reasons why she doesn't have the time. So one of the main challenges she's having in her business is that she feels that she doesn't have time. She's doing a lot of the operational tasks within her business even though she has team. And so we've been working on a couple of different strategies to put in place for her to get her time back and also for her to step more into her CEO shoes and start getting super clear on what those tasks are so that she can actually move the business forward. So as you start to grow your business and you take it to that next level and you start actually employing people, 
your job changes, right? As a CEO, your job then becomes making sure that there's enough money coming into the business. So then you can pay your team. You want to make sure that the business is profitable and you are focused more three to six months further ahead than the team are. The team should be day to day, month to month, right? You as the CEO should be thinking three to six months to 12 months, five years down the track. And that's where your focus is. So instead of thinking about what's happening next week, that should already be planned and the team should already be briefed with all of that. And then you should be focusing on how you're going to execute on what's happening in three months and six months down the track. And so when I started to chat to her about this and about talking about the CEO activities and getting really clear on what her next steps were, I could tell that she was super exhausted. Like I could see that she was run ragged. She, the way that she talked was super fast. And I was like, oh my goodness, like you don't even have time to finish your sentence. <laughs> what is going on? And so the first thing that we did was audit her time, looked at where she was currently spending her time and then checking in and seeing, okay, with some of these tasks, is it necessary? Do you need to be doing these core things? And some of it was coming back from a place of, oh, but I want it done a certain way. And oh, I'm not really sure if she can do that, right? So when, when talking about the team. And so this was a huge conversation over multiple different sessions. So I just want to preface that. And so she was absolutely running herself ragged and she kept telling herself that it was just quicker for her just to do it herself. And that way she knew it was done and it was done properly. And then she could sleep at night. And then I was like, but how well are you sleeping? <laughs> With the 50 million things you've got going on, how well were you actually sleep, sleeping? And she's like, mm, not that well. <laughs> So we need to look at a better way for her to do her day-to-day -day work and make sure that things are getting done. So we needed to look at how she was delegating some of her stuff so that she could keep the business flowing and improve the roles within her team. So one of the key things that we put in place was her team roles. So getting super clear on what each team member's role was and making sure that she re-communicated that to the team so they knew what they were expected to do. And then if there's anything that was unclear, to retrain them on those things. Because one of the things that she was worried about was some of the packing some of her orders and making sure it was done a certain way. And I was saying to her, you actually need a process. Like if you don't have a process, a specific process in the way that you pack the order for it to look a certain way, then the team don't know how to do it. So you have to teach them how to do it. And so we mapped out the process. She went into the store, got them to actually took them through the process, showed them exactly how it needed to be done. And then I said to her, another thing that you could do just to ensure like the first few times that it's done correctly is that after each order for the first, you know, three days, they take a picture and they send it to you. So then you can give feedback. So it's running feedback at the time and it's ongoing feedback. And then once that she's happy with it, then let them fly, like let them go and do that and let them know that that's what the standard is, that their work is reflected in the business's reputation. So when the clients are receiving their orders, that has to be reflected. And so I want you to know that you are a part of this. So bringing the team in to be a part of something is always what's going to serve you moving forward. Otherwise, if they don't feel like they're a part of something, if they don't feel like you trust them to do something, they're not going to last very long. They'll go find somewhere else that actually has a leader that does that. So I feel like some of the things when it comes to relinquishing control, there's three core things that I want to talk to you about. And these are the reasons mainly why we find it really hard to relinquish that control. The first one that I just touched on just slightly there was the leadership skills. So often we'll have belief systems around like, oh, but they can't do it the same way that I can. It's better if I just do it. It's quicker if I do it. it. Takes too long to train. Like all of those types of things is usually because there's a lack of leadership skills. 
And so what we want to do is recognize like, what do we need to train? What processes do we need to put in place in order to allow the team to know how to do the thing, (laughs) right? And then set up a really good feedback process as well. So then you know how that things are being done well, but also that you have the opportunity to give feedback. And so one of the questions I said to my, to my client was, I want you to ask the team members, how would they like to receive feedback? It's a beautiful question to ask because everyone's been in a different job and had different experiences with feedback. And when you ask the team member, it shows that you care, but also gives you an opportunity to make sure that you're giving them feedback that serves them rather than it feeling like it's coming from a place of judgment. And so some of the team members came back and were like, oh, I'm happy, happy for you just to tell me, like, as soon as you see, just let me know. And then others were like, oh, I really like it. If you don't tell other people, tell me in front of other people, like, can you, can you pull me aside? Cause I had an old boss that used to berate me in front of the team and I hated it. And so now she knows to never, ever bring it up in front of the rest of the team. Right. And so there were certain things that she needs to be aware of in order for the team to feel safe and to be able to have a beautiful environment for healthy growth and feedback as a part of that growth. So The next key thing I guess is like, it's quicker for me just to do it than hand it off or have to train someone. And look, you're right. It's true. Totally true. But how long (laughs) are you going to keep doing it that way until you realize that it's actually costing you so much more time and energy doing it yourself? You are not the right person to be doing those operational tasks. You need to figure out what your zone of genius is and where you are most valuable in your business. And you should be spending your time there. And that's being the CEO. That's not being the operational person. So it may take time, money, and energy and effort to train someone, but it's actually less about the short-term gain. It's about the long-term gain and not the short-term loss either. Like you're looking at the long-term benefit of that. So you want to think about how what you're putting in place right now that's going to serve you in six months' time and how you're going to gain time back. So leadership skills is something that you know, we all need to learn as we start to grow and effectively grow our team. And it's not something that we just, especially if we've had past experiences with bosses that we hated, sometimes it can be really challenging to work on our leadership skills, but you get to decide what type of leader you want to be. So make sure that you choose the type of values that are really aligned with you and lead with kindness, lead with compassion, right? Learn from your people, get them involved. There's so many, so much that I could go into here, but it'll become a 10 hour bloody podcast. So I'm not going to go into more leadership stuff. So the first one is leadership. The second one that holds us back from actually outsourcing, delegating, letting go of some of that control is a scarcity mindset. So if we're trapped worrying about money or there's not going to be enough money, there's not going to be more money, then often what can happen is we hold on to the money instead of actually paying someone else to do the tasks that fill our day. And we don't sometimes even see the value in doing that. So we are so focused on the money instead of actually looking at the value that we get from getting someone else to do something within our business. Because I'm sure that there's certain things in your business that it takes you so much longer to do that if you got an expert in to do it, right? Sometimes it's actually worthwhile paying someone to do it properly rather than just trying to do it yourself and hope that it, and praying that it actually works. So I think sometimes it's worthwhile just considering where are you valuing your time And how are you valuing your money? Because you need to be investing back in your business and you need to improve your relationship with money in order to do that. Rather than focusing on what you'll lose, focus on the value of what you will gain. It is so worthwhile and you cannot go very far unless you start to expand your team. And also like relinquishing control is like recognizing as well with a scarcity mindset is that when you're holding onto the money, you're stopping and blocking the abundance from flowing in because you're stopping the circulation of money within your business. 
So money is always flowing in and flowing out, flowing in, flowing out. So if we're always blocking it and holding onto it, we're actually not allowing more space for it to come in. So we need to be mindful of that and go, where am I blocking that abundance by just hoarding the money that I have? And where am I placing value? Am I placing value or where am I most valuable? Like if you were to spend more time doing the things that are in your zone of genius, that's actually money generating activities that is supporting the growth of the business. It's actually needle moving activities. How much more money could you make if you had more time, right? That's where the value lies. And that's where we need to shift our mindset about money. And then lastly is our trust issues. So if you struggle with relinquishing control within your business, it's most likely then due to trust issues. If the other two hasn't resonated with you, it could be your trust issues. And I say this with kindness because it possibly comes from past pain. So you may have had a past experience with friendships or relationships or any form of trust relationships where you found it really hard or your trust was broken, you were betrayed. And so that is a past wound that we need to heal. So sometimes what can happen is because we call our business our baby, we almost like feel like it's a part of us, right? Because it is, it is us. Like I get it. But the oftentimes is that we feel like we can't trust other people with it because we've had so much control over overseeing everything for so long that it feels really hard to then go, oh, I'm just going to let someone else lead. You're not letting anyone else lead. You're still leading. It's just so important that you allow other people in so then you can thrive. And the other thing I want to point out as well is that trust is built. It's not something that's just given freely. So when you are growing your team, know that it's something that gets to be built. It's not something just because you hire someone that you just have to trust them wholeheartedly, right? You can just go in stages and you can hire, you can trial people, you can test and measure to make sure that they're the right fit. You can give them some responsibility and then, you know, expand it as you go once you have that trust. So take the time to build the trust and develop your dream team, right? Rather than expecting that you should just trust straight up, you don't have to trust straight up. You've got to build it. And so that can be in smaller stages. So, you know, you might build with a contractor first before you then go to employing, or you might start with someone on a trial first. You might test their skills first. Like you might give them a little bit of responsibility before they step up to that next stage. So trust that in that you can build the trust. And if you know that the trust is off or you can't trust the person, then you can let them go, right? Hire fast, fire fast, get them out of your business if it's not working. It's one of those things that I think that you've just got to learn to trust your gut. And that's where our trust center is. It's in our gut. And sometimes we can have wounds from the past that we need to heal and release and relinquish in order for us to be able to learn to trust again. And then it's about just testing the waters, starting off small, and then building trust as you go. So those are the three main things that I think when it comes to, you know, relinquishing control within your business, one, the leadership skills, two, scarcity mindset, and three, your trust issues. So I hope that this has served you. And I really want you just to start to consider like, what are some of the things that are holding you back from expanding? And if team is one of them, it could be one of these things. It could be the fact that you're, you're holding back because you're trying to control everything and that's not serving you. So if you are ready to make more money, get more time back and create more freedom in your business, then it's time to hire. If you feel like you need support with this and you would like to start working through exploring some of these areas for yourself, for your business, learn to be able to delegate and outsource, but also work on some of those trust trust issues and start to heal those past wounds and create your CEO activity so you know where to go from there. Because actually that's the last little thing I just want to say as well, is that often what can happen is that we're so confident in our everyday operational tasks in the business that when you step out of doing those, you need to get clear on what your CEO activities are. Otherwise, you'll end up just falling back into the old comfortable, right? Into the old familiar. And then we really need to focus on spending the time in that uncomfortable space because the CEO activities are often things that will grow the business and that takes courage 
It takes confidence and takes moving through fear, even when you're uncomfortable. And so, yeah, so getting really clear on what your CEO role is as well. When you're, when you're mapping out your team roles, map out your own CEO role. So if you feel like you need support with this, feel free to book a discovery call with me. I currently have uh, two, yeah, two one-on-one client spaces available at the moment. So feel free to book a discovery call and we can chat more about that for you and your business. Otherwise, have an incredible week and I'll speak to you all next week. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode, so please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week, and here's to taking your life to the next level.